Two dub dads discuss daughters being understanding, sharing partners. parental responsibility, conception. This is Two Dud Dads with me, Boogie, and him, John Malice. This is our How to Be Dad podcast because we want to be better at it. So our experts are on hand soon. Uh, Gary Spence and Grant Stott aren't just media household names, they are also expert fathers and they are here as our dude dads to help answer any dilemmas you may have okay and bex is our women's health expert and doula she's been with us every step of the way so far all through the pregnancy and all the previous episodes and if you're only finding us now at episode seven go back to episode one and check them all out hi i'm amelia if i read this out my daddy's going to buy me a pony All the focus up until this point has been about making sure that baby arrives in the world safe and healthy. Now comes the realisation that they're here uh, on the outside and you have to get going on on a totally different set of tasks like feeding, changing nappies. But the thing is, you come out of the shop with a telly and a 500-page manual on how to operate it. With a baby, you get good wishes. So what's the practical advice for the, the first few hours, Bex? slow everything down for the first few hours just look at the baby and connect with the baby and uh, and just relax a little because you've just had this massive event you'll be exhausted no matter if it's a 45 minute labor or a three-day labor you're generally exhausted you've had this massive sort of hit on your adrenals so slowing things down and just being close to the baby initially they they don't really need to be washed unless it's been a particularly traumatic birth so you don't need to wash it you don't need to do anything you just be which is is hard for a lot of people I would say that this is a point at which you tell your family and get very excited take a few photos quite often dads forget to tell partners forget to take photos of the labor one of the things that i do as a doula is make sure i always take a photo as it's coming out so that you can see the mum's face and the dad's face because that's amazing taking a few photos getting to know the baby and then obviously feeding becomes a thing and they they will sleep quite often they're quite tired from the yeah it's interesting if from from a dad's point of view there is a chance that mum is going to be in hospital maybe overnight mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. for a couple of nights, um, depending on what part of the day baby's born. Now, our daughter was born 7.30ish in the morning. So, um, you know, by the time the placenta had happened and everything was tidied up and we, we was all good, it was like something for midday-ish. Um, yeah. So I, I went out for a bit, got some supplies and went back in again. And then, then family came in, you know, for, for the first visit. And then, dads, you get that one golden night <laughs> where you get to go home. <laughs> now, bro, I'm just saying it out loud. We all, we all, you go home and you're like, yes, this is great. I've got an empty. Um, you can get a good night's sleep. Um, you can have a drink, a beer. You can uh, watch some TV. You watch football. You do whatever you want. But you have got to make the most of that night because it, yep. it's... Once not Your last night night. Is free for months. Yeah. <laughs> not happening again for eighteen years. <laughs> for eighteen yeah. years, yeah. So, um, so when you when when you do get baby home, um, the, the, I, th- I think some good advice would be it, to, to definitely limit visitors early doors, right? Yep. You know, in, the, in the first few days and, and even weeks, and accept any and all offers of food. 
because <laughs> the last thing that you want to do is cook and um, there's so much going on and it's tiring. For the mums, she needs to sleep and feed. For the dads, you need to just kind of keep the house going um, and any and all offers of food so that you don't have to cook food um, is, is really helpful um having somebody come over and just do your dishes is also really helpful um do some washing and do the dishes or sweep up because uh, yeah. there's a lot going on you're usually knackered so you're in like a, a a twilight zone because you're only getting a couple of hours of sleep so that first six weeks can be quite um tiring and, and quite often dads only get two weeks and they have to go back to work so then you've got to figure out the how do you how do you work and not sleep? Quite often uh, you'll find that dads go and sleep in a separate room and the mum will sleep with the bub so that she can feed if she's breastfeeding. So if you're not breastfeeding, then dads need to take a night and give the mum a night off. So there's all that balancing of becoming a parent. I was just going to say, Jen, yeah. I don't know about you, but when baby's very young, yeah, it, Bex has touched on it, they don't do much <laughs> apart from eat and sleep. Yeah. And, and cry and poo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it is a lot easier compared to having a three-year-old, isn't it, at that stage? And it's, it's harder than it was before you had kids, but it's easier than it, it becomes later. And I'm, I'm, I'm we, digging myself a huge yeah, hole here. Probably. I, I, I think... You I know think, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. I, I do. And the, the, the other thing I would say is when we had both our kids, actually, um, I think a, a lot of blokes like this where although they love their babies and although they connect with them straight away, there isn't really an awful lot that babies do other than poop and eat and, and you know, sleep. So there's not much that dad gets involved in, um, you know, changing nappy, sure, and, and doing the actual, you know, broad bulk of, of some chores and things. But until they're up and about, maybe when sort of slightly later on, toddler stage, that's really when dads connect, whereas mums, I think, are, are involved straight away. And, and girls, girls tend to love babies anyway. I'm not saying we don't get involved. <laughs> I'm just saying that up until they're just running around with your kids for the first Look, <laughs> you've obviously never met a postnatally depressed woman. Um, so if you meet a postnatally depressed woman, take the child. Like, hey, you but- give that woman... Oh, all listen, the support she can have. That listen, we, we, yeah, absolutely. We that, and you learn that in Sunday morning at like six o'clock. That's when they rerun uh, match of the day, and and you know you can sit there <laughs> and watch. <laughs> you know all this, Vicks. You can sit there and watch yeah. with, with your with your baba. Well, I used to take our kids out in in like a papoose or backpacks, and we we go walk yeah. the dog, and we go out for like a few hours just so that mom could yeah. sleep. I, what yeah. I was going to yeah. say about um uh, you know about trying to get sleep, I think it varies on 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 how your baby is. If your baby has mm-hmm. has That's colic right. or if you're yep. you know um there are, there are different some just aren't different sleepers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some just aren't. Some sleep straight out of the straight out of the womb, and some sleep forty five minutes max. So it again, this is part of it is about you relaxing with the baby because the more stressed you are, these babies they pick up on whatever energy you're giving out. So it's a good reminder to try and lower those stress levels and sleep. You mentioned postnatal depression there, um, yeah. which is something that both partners can have, but women in particular. And what are the signs that you should be looking out for as a dad? And what's the best way to help 
I, I think the best way is just checking in with each other. But the signs that you generally see is just flat, low mood, um, uh, crying all the time, potential for self-harm, not wanting to eat at all, not wanting to connect with the baby, feeding not going so well. So you've got that first two-week period. There's, there's a couple of really interesting stats. The more incontinence that a woman has straight after labour, for the first two weeks, the higher the likelihood of postnatal depression. So making sure she does her Kegels straight out the bat can help a lot with making sure that it fights postnatal depression. Don't know that they know why that happens, but the milk coming in on day three can be painful. There's usually a lot of tears. That can be the start of it. But usually with postnatal depression, you're about two weeks in. And I think sometimes for women that are um, predisposed to depression it's a big thing there's also quite often the ladies that I used to see quite often are alpha females so really really smart intelligent go-getter executive management and all of a sudden they're just a mum and they're like this is what my life is now I, I'm just a milk machine and and it's sort of the negative spiral goes through there so doing a, there's a couple of really simple tricks that you can do that can help checking in, doing something nice, but also going through daily what you're grateful for. It sounds really stupid, but the evidence on gratefulness is astounding. So it, when you're in a negative thought loop, then you can't see, you know, bright colours. Everything you see is just terrible. Being reminded that there's some really good things, non-baby related things that have gone in in the day. Oh, it was really nice to see Martha. It was, I'm really pleased that you helped me with the dishwasher and both of you doing a bit of gratefulness because I think you just, I think it was you Biggs that said about the dads, the dads can get postnatal depression too. Um, it can hit them hard and fast because they may not have wanted the baby or they may have wanted the baby, but it's not what they thought it was. So equally for them, they need to go to your doctor. Uh, there's depression networks that you can reach out to, uh, go to Mumsnet and um, NetMums and places where there's support for both men and women that they can speak about what's going on and get help early. Yeah. And also we, we mentioned in earlier episodes about um other guys in the NCT group that you were in. So mm -hmm. they're probably in a similar situation, even just chatting yep. about how things are going with them or, um, or speaking to, speaking to a friend, just having, even if it's just one person, talk just to one person somebody. To just talk, talk to, to someone. Yeah. It's so important, isn't it? They don't need to do anything. They just need to hear you. I, I think you don't need to get it solved. You just need to talk it out. Just need but, to talk it out, yeah. Yeah. I think it can be quite a shock for quite a few people, especially when you're a little bit older because you're quite set in your ways and you're used to going to the pub on a Friday night and all of a sudden you can't anymore and everything, your whole world changes to this little thing that you've got to keep alive and, and you might... Uh, you might have quite turbulent feelings. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can still go to the pub, just not for 16 years or so. <laughs> That's the one way of looking at it. Listen, what we, what we will do is we'll, we'll have some contact details up in our show notes uh, in terms of places you can go for, for help and advice uh, with regards to things like postnatal depression. Just one thing I want to bring you back on in practical terms, Specs. Um, tips on changing a nappy and things to be aware of for boys versus girls in that one, because you, you might have your baby and this is the first nappy you've ever changed. 
So what do we need to know? That boys can pee on you as soon as you uh, undo the nappies. Quite often they, uh, you open the nappy and then they'll pee. So you can get Safety a little... Safety goggles thing. then. Safety goggles. Um, if yeah. you have a boy and you don't get peed on, then you're not really a parent. Um, <laughs> I think there's a, a little thing called a PPTP and that you can stick over a little boy's uh, penis to make sure that he doesn't pee on you. But um, generally oh. just keep the penis down while you make the, the change for the nappies. With little girls, make sure when you're cleaning their bottom that you go front to back, not back to front. So uh, it's very important and it's something that boys generally don't know about. So that's that's to avoid any any flora, feces flora going, in, going well, into if, the vagina. Yeah. Yeah. It's more it's more flora um, that from the vagina. So you're wanting to make sure because flora from the vagina can go into the urethra and cause thrush and um, UTIs on babies that in, in an early stage. So making sure that area is clean and um, you, you definitely don't want to have feces, obviously. So you, no. can, you can do a pinching technique for the feces and then wipe top to bottom for the rest of it. I think this is important and I, need, I still need to clarify that I was doing it right for the last four years. But so, so when you wipe in a girl's bottom, it's front to back. Yes. And when you wipe in her vagina, also front to back or back to front? You don't, you don't go inside or touch the vagina or anything like it's that. Just it's like just a... the wiping motion is front to back. Right. So you can get UTIs, urinary tract infections, from the floor from the vagina from the very start. The baby can get thrush, a baby girl can get thrush, and then that thrush can go to, uh, like it can move from the vagina to the urethra mm. and back again. So you've just got to be careful to make sure that you clean front to back. You're scaring me with these words. Books, do you not? Do you not? I don't, want to, I don't know what urethra is. Is that? Is uh, we that? pee. So there's urethra three. Franklin, is that her? Urethra Franklin. So there's three. There's three effective holes for a girl, um, and there's only two for a boy. So the penis will do um, the urine. Uh, yeah. The urethra is what comes out of the penis. There's, the penis has a urethra in it. That's where the urine comes out. Same on a girl, but it's separated. So you've got the urethra, you've got the vagina, the vagina. and then you've got the anus. Three bits. I know. Oh, and if you don't know that, then sex is going to be great for you. Mate, so, listen, it's, it's, it, it was books. 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 It's okay, right? You're not. You're not having any more kids at this stage. La 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 it's, la. It's just everybody else has to worry, not us. <laughs> Anyway, with your daughter, it's going to be just wonderful. Yeah, wow, this is a dad. Wow, Uh, listen, (laughs) next season uh, we're going to look at what comes next. Everything from from this point onwards, and we'll be joined by a different expert for that because Beck's line of work is about kind of the journey here and not the journey after. So, Bex, thank you yeah. so much for being with us and helping us this far. My absolute pleasure. You guys are so funny. Thank and you. There's, cool. a, there's, there's a pity in her voice there, isn't there, Boogie? I can, yes, I can there is. There is. At, at, at this yeah. stage, uh, we haven't started looking for that next expert for the early years. So if you think it's you, we'd love to hear from you. You can email hello at twoduddads.com, hello at twoduddads.com, or search for Two Dud Dads on Facebook or Twitter and do it that way. Thank you in advance. Two Dud Dads is child-friendly. Except their own kids. The Dude Dads. It's time for our Dude Dads. Grant Stott and Gary Spence are here. And uh, for the last time this season, here's this week's dilemma. This week is from Alan in Carbridge, who says the only way he can get his 13-year-old son, Connor, to pay attention is if he FaceTimes him or somehow managed to get on the telly his Xbox is connected to as a character in Fortnite. Basically... (laughs) 
Uh, the only thing Corey looks at is a screen. Uh, any dad vice? Uh, Gary, let's start with you this time. Are, are you are you a gamer yourself? Were you into that when you were a kid? I used to be, not as I got older, because you know I got into DJing, so that was that replaced a couple of things like uh, gaming and football and all the all the normal things that young lads do. So. Um, I've got a retro SNES and stuff, so the kids are, are into it already. Um, it's a tough one. That is a really tough one because I've got two eight-year-olds who, you know, I feel like I'm still too young to be that stage where they can work it better than I can because you know, <laughs> I, I will pass them devices every so often and get them to fix shit. But then a pandemic happened and you went from, you know, thinking, no, screen time's bad, let's not encourage screen time to just take your screen and go away. Because, you know, you were in week four, you were at your wit's end, you'd made 17 snacks that day and the screens were good and you told yourself that the games looked kind of educational, you know. I mean, it's good good sh shooting practice and all the rest of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I don't really have an answer for this. I just, because let's be honest, the world is going that way, even more so, uh, even more than it was before. I think it might come down to a respect thing. I think if you try and sort of level on that, look, what, you know, what, how do you think it makes me feel that, you won't speak to me without there being that sort of element. Uh, you can try and appeal to that side. But um, yeah, other than that, it's just my little girls get so excited about doing Zoom chats and family chats and WhatsApp video calls with their, their friends uh, and, and my family back home. That's how they communicate now. You know, you don't go knock on the door and ask if your mate's coming out. And that's got a big part to play. I, I guess, Grant, you've probably been through something similar. Yeah, I, I've I, I remember getting the first PlayStation when it came out in the early nineties and you know, I played game. I wasn't like, you know, a mad gamer, but I always had a, a sort of console in the house. And uh, inevitably then when, when Sam came along and I, I remember going, Oh, it'd be great, the two of us would be able to play on the PlayStation and things like that together and did it together. And then eventually Sam started being able to play FIFA. So we started playing FIFA together. This is this was great. This is great. And of course I'm doing the whole thing. I'm just gonna let him just gonna let him be me here. And uh, and then oh he's actually just leathered me, so I'm maybe up my game a wee bit. And then oh no, he's actually he's he's actually beating me here. And then it got to the point where I just stopped playing because I was in the huff. <laughs> because and he'd go, Dad, 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 do you want to come play FIFA? And I'm like, nah. Oh, come on, Dad, come on, come and play FIFA. I go, no. He goes, why? Cause, I says, because you just, you just beat me all the time. And that's why I got, I says, it's no fun for me. Cause I just I, get and me. you're only four years old. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like that. And I'm like, he's, he's going, and then he was going, I'll give you four goals of a start. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> the ultimate insult. It was, it was. And I was, oh, it was, it was dreadful. And then, um, and that, that's it. So he just completely overtook me. And, and I've never played computer games since, since I've been humiliated by my son and he's still regular games but it's interesting what gary was talking about about his, his kids and how the technology is so huge and certainly over lockdown and it's interesting because sam's still a gamer he's got his xbox and everything and now he's over in sweden and he's completely on his own you know he's, he's just sort of finding his feet over there but the glory of an xbox is you plug it in you put the headphones on you're in a room with your mates and they, they play the game and they're and that's how they communicate that's how everyone talks now they, they get in touch and the difference is as you see you don't go and don't go and chap on the door and go in for a cup of tea and a blather. You, you're all entering that one room to play Call of Duty or whatever it is that you're playing or, or NBA. And he was in for about a week last week and I, and I checked out. I says, how are you doing it? He says, oh, I've been fine. And that's how he got through through lockdown as well because he just goes in and he's hanging out with his mates, albeit very different to how we did it. But uh, that, that's that's the modern way and that, that's, how, that's yeah. how they do it. So, yeah. know, my, second, my second cousin, she met her fiancé in a Fortnite chat room. Oh, no way. Presumably, 
presumably teaming up, you know, he was in like Bournemouth, she's in Falkirk, and they're presumably not played Fortnite, but I gather they were taking axes to people's heads and you know, their 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 love was born. They could be doing that just in regular day. Falkirk in as Falkirk. well, though, couldn't they? <laughs> 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 they wouldn't have to be in a chat room to do that, yeah. So listen, right. the, so the, that's interesting. The thing that we're saying here is, uh, you know, if, if they're on the Xbox or whatever, not to worry because they are still communicating with people and maybe the best way to share some time with your kid is to jump on the controller beside them and, and have a game. I think yeah that that'd be great if you can do that if if you know if you if you're savvy enough I mean I would be lost in college I mean I loved you know when I when I did play it but it's it's still a, I think there's still a bit of balance because you still have to have a bit of human contact as well so as long as there's an understanding that you know they're not completely shutting themselves away and locking the door and making no contact with anybody else and it's getting that balance but uh, it's it's interesting how times goes I think we went from a society of going oh my god my kids are playing computer games all the time to well you know. The, the the techniques and the skills that you can learn on computer games can be transferred later in life to other things and and, and it is the modern way of how people communicate across the world he's, he's got friends in australia he's got friends in new zealand he's got friends in america and you know he talks to them all the time so it's it's an interesting one but it's balance. it's like everyone else in parenting it's a balance okay well that brings us nicely to the end of that discussion and all something right, clock, a little clock. bit special for the final episode Come on, of is Two Dad it? Dads for this season. Bring it it's on. time for this. And now on Two Dad Dads, finally we are delighted to bring you Grant Stott's Dad Joke of the Season. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr Grant Stott with the ultimate dad joke. Thank you very much. <clears throat> My wife yelled from through the Ben Hoost the other day. I say, I Pugie, I've just had a look at this, mate. We're up about 40 minutes for, for this episode. Oh, God, well, can we not cut Gary out a wee bit? No, no, no. <laughs> no, well, I think, I mean, you know, in fairness, the boy has done an, an entire season of podcasts with us, John. Um, coming in every week, week after week after week, <laughs> doing it live. Getting the bus down. Uh, Gary's getting so. the bus down to his studio and, and but, getting involved. I think the listen, least we can do no, is let him tell his joke. Hang on, hang on. Better idea, right? Best way to yeah. start next season is Grant will come back and you'll do that at the top of the first podcast. That'll do it. Okay. Well, Grant, here's, here's the, the ultimate tease. Uh, it's a radio term where you just keep the audience interested enough. So what to do is do the joke up until the punchline, and the punchline will be the opening line to season two of <laughs> <laughs> Two Dud Dads. The it's like, who killed JR? <laughs> I think that's, that's just stretching it just a little okay. bit. <laughs> and that's assuming there's going to be a second series. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be. All right, let's have it. Off you go. Right, my wife was through the house the other day and she shouted through to me, she says, do you ever get a shooting pain across your body like someone's got a voodoo dolly and they're stabbing it? I said, no. She says, how about now? <laughs> the Two Dud Dads podcast, now officially on paternity leave until season two. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>